This week on Out Now with Aaron Dave, we are talking Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, here we go. Evil grows in the dark where the sun never shines. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, as always. This is... Abe, hello, hi. Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. We cover some various movie topics, jump into a mostly spoiler for your review, then jump back into other fun movie topics. This is episode 395, 395. 395. We're getting into like territory of like uh, morning radio stations. This is Aaron and Abe on 395. Ah, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad Maybe you recapped it. proud. Yeah. Um, what are we talking? This week we're talking Sonic the Hedgehog. That's right. It's here. <laughs> I feel like this. I feel like this is one of those ones where Abe, you're gonna be like, I don't know if I'm gonna see this, and I'll be like, Well, you will. When we have to do that episode in a couple months. Oh, I watch a lot of movies. I know. I just feel like when we talked about like the trailer for the movie, it was one of the ones where you kind of like eye rolled at it, and then I'm like, well, We're gonna, we're gonna talk about it eventually. <laughs> we're gonna do it anyway. Yeah, as a main review. Uh, but yeah, joining us this week to discuss Sonic the Hedgehog, we have from Earthrealm, ready to head to the Green Hill Zone level stage one, level one. It's Alan Aguilera. Hello. Hey, I, Alan. too, was not aware that I was going to watch this movie. <laughs> it's because they go to a roadhouse-type bar. We needed that kind of atmosphere exactly. on the show. Too. And who better than an actual bartender? That's what I always say. Yeah. Uh, funny story, guys. I am not I am not that kind of bartender. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're telling me you don't have a hum- uh, handlebar mustache? I can't grow a beard, bro. No. <laughs> Neither can I. I was Spanish. Have you seen Same me? I can do a conquistador thing. I can't do it. <laughs> Besides, there's all this real estate on my face. I'm not going to cover it up with a mustache. <laughs> They're hiding secrets. Yeah, like we have some other guests on here. We're like, I'm glad they have beards. But like, you know, Alan, like that works out. I think. Look at look at my entirely not strong jaw. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're no Robert Pattinson in a costume test for the Batman suit. That's for sure. Mm. No, my head looks right. So yeah, Dreamy. Like, yeah, my forehead isn't humongous. Alan, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing great. I mean, what? Well, I even have to everybody. We had all this great talk already, but we're going to do it eventually. Much. Yeah. Do you want to start talking about minds again? I'll do it. <laughs> well, first up, let's get to some show notes. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? Uh, commentary track. This week, we're recording our, our upcoming commentary track for Witness, the Harrison Ford, Peter Weir, 1980s film. Um, in honor of the upcoming Call of the Wild starring Harrison Ford, as well as because it's the 35th anniversary of Witness. So, oh, I thought that was a new Kelly McGillis vehicle. <laughs> well, Top Gun's later, and I believe she's yeah. not involved. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to record that one. Good stuff going on there. Um, you'll find that on iTunes, because that's where all our podcasts are. And speaking of which, you can log on to iTunes, search for our show, give us a star rating and review. That'd be great. Thank you so much. Um, as I mentioned, it is episode 395, which means we're coming up to 400. Abe and I have had some preliminary discussions about this, and we think a best of the decade show is on the way. I think that's uh, what we're going to go after. Now, we're we teasing, or are we, are we not teasing? And we're not teasing. Yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah we're doing the best of the decade. Yeah, for four, oh. episode 400, we're going to talk about the best of the decade. We don't exactly know the parameters <laughs> so far yet, <laughs> if we're going to do a top 10 or what or how we're going to do But we'll, we're going to we're going to incorporate the decade and the best of in some capacity. So I'll certainly figure it out before yeah. 399. I already got my list. Oh, because, you know, yeah. I'm ready. I got the top right. 25 ready to go. I, I do. I do. I, I do. I'm, a, I'm aware that many of our uh, our guests who are also writers um, have a lot of lists out there. I know like uh, Terrence Johnson, for example, I know he has a big hundred 
of the decade list. So, yeah, we'll be sure to incorporate probably some guests as well because it's a 400th episode. We always like to bring everybody in as much as we can. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, yeah, thanks, Alan. I, I, I'm glad I know this. Now yeah. I have to be I like, mean, Alan, make this it. for us. <laughs> Tell us. Yeah. He's like, Sonic <laughs> and a best of 100? You, you, oh. you have three days. Here, give us your best of the decade. Yeah. <laughs> I'll need three days. I got it. Ready. I'm yeah. done. Bam. That's more prep than most of our guests do that have been doing this show for, dec- for a decade. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, it, like, for example, if you tell me, hey, I need you to watch this movie, I'm like, cool. What, what's my homework? I immediately ask that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I think I picked my own homework this week. It was great. I mean, it was going to be that. It was that, pretty obvious. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you, had, you had it on the mind. Yeah. All right. Um, excuse me. Okay. Is it tight? It's just coughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's all this February air. It's working for oh. me. Let me tell you. Uh, it's all that love in the air. It, it, well, yeah, speaking of which, happy Valentine's Day slash yeah. President's Day weekend, the ultimate combo. <laughs> Get a free mattress on us. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Let's see. Let's get to some uh, – that's enough show notes. Let's get to some know everybody. We each week ask each other a question or two. Try to set the tone for the podcast and better get to know no, everybody. everybody. That was excellent. That, was, that started off great, that's for sure. Yeah. I was really excited that Alan was chiming in at the right time. I'm always ready for that. Helen knows. Hey, yeah. this is That's a triple. A... This is a triple A episode. It's gonna be Tri- good. Triple A. Yeah. Uh, not copyright infringement, right? No. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm fixing your car. Do they have a yeah. podcast? Yeah, we're probably gonna go Tony's car. Does Triple A have a podcast? We should look that up. <laughs> we <laughs> should start it for them. What would it be about? What if it's a movie show? It just has to be about cars. Triple A. It's yeah. the podcast. The podcast. They have an entertainment <laughs> section. We should apply. We should get on their network. We, mm-hmm. get so, we get so much wider reach. <laughs> Think Spotify will buy Buying everybody else. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> All right. What are we doing? Sorry. No, everybody. Abe, you got a question for us? <laughs> question for you guys. Uh, if you guys had the choice between a truck or a big old tank, what would you take? A what? A truck or a big old tank. What is a big old tank? Uh, kind of the thing that way. Jim Carrey is riding around in while they're chasing each other. I mean, the RV. Is it an RV? It looks like a, a a fright, uh, like a, a like a big old what should we call it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, big old tank. <laughs> I don't think those are street legal. Um, mm, it's got I mean, like it's twenty wheels. It's certainly armored, so I see where you're coming from with this. Yeah. I'll I'll say armored vehicle. I'll go with mm-hmm. that. Okay, sure. So well, that who's, that who's or uh... the gas bill. <clears throat> I think the gas bill's on you. Uh, I'll take the truck. Yeah. It's well, if it's on me. Hmm. Yeah, you know, it changes things. How about I get the big old tank? I sell like how Aaron, it. I your hesitation was like, hmm. it's budget related. Yes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but you, but you could have afforded a big old tank. I mean, if I never had to refer to it as whatever the hell you're saying, I'd probably go for that. <laughs> you can call it whatever you want. I mean, he, there's a lot of things going on inside that thing. Like Jim Carrey. It's very. Was, yeah. Like, yeah. It, it was like both a DJ station and an energy analyzer of like otherworldly materials. <laughs> so, and like a VR world. Yeah. Yeah. And it like it had a like a other vehicles inside of it too, right? So. Yeah, it's it's huge. I mean, I guess they didn't show us the sleeping apartment. Yeah, but here's the thing though, I probably well, can't. I, I probably can't park that at the Olive Garden. Mm 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 mm. So You're not okay. family. Well, you you go there. I'm sure yes. you can. Use the know. red lobster next to it. <laughs> See, I like where your head's at. It's pretty good, but you know, I'm still gonna take the Tacoma. There you go. Yeah. Right. Tacomas are nice. I like it's practical. Nice. Yeah, exactly. I have a question. Yes. yes. Have you guys played? Have you? Do you have experience with the Sonic games? Yeah, Sega was my I jam. Yeah. Um, I had a little bit with Sega, but I played 
the Dreamcast one all the time. Oh, yeah? All the time. Um, I didn't have my own Sega Genesis growing up. Those were my older brothers, but I had my own Dreamcast, so I played a lot of Sonic. And then I played a little bit on my Switch. So, you know, oh. I have a general idea of Sonic. Yeah. I had the original Sega Genesis. And, uh, still remember the cheat code for Sonic. I um I had the Sega Genesis as well. I had Sonic the first like game. Like I had like my mom got me the Sega like when it came out and that was like the mm-hmm. game that like came with it, right? Yeah. Um for some reason it like broke. I don't know why. Like I never The original cartridge broke. Like the cartridge like it just the game just stopped working. Did you did you try blowing on it first? Of course it Dave, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking? Who are we talking to here? <laughs> I was going to say I'm Mr. Blow, but um <laughs> <laughs> I still have my Nintendo 64, and I'm blowing on that all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like I don't know what happened. The set, but like the, that that one broke. I never had Sonic 2, but I played it a bunch. Like I rented it, I guess. I never had it though. But then yeah, I had Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles. And Sonic 3, I played a bunch. Like that was the one where they like you could finally save the game, right? As opposed to like you have continues and stuff. You could actually like save the level you're on. So it was like, oh, good. Now I don't feel like start from the beginning every time I turn on Sonic. <laughs> That's where the cheat code comes in. You're just like, let me skip over to, you know, Spring Hill Zone. Yeah, but I'm no Game Genie, Abe. I don't just go cheat my way through Sonic. Oh, I never had a Game Genie. It was all about, like, <laughs> there were, like, old magazines you had to look up. and then Yeah, there was, I, like, I'm aware of the codes. I'm just, I'm calling you yeah. a Game Genie. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no cheater here. I played the game. You use codes! Through. They're called cheat codes. What no, are you talking about? It's after you've cheating. beaten That's the cheating. game, then you're like, oh, cool, let me get into this. All this weird hyperspace where I can just like move around freely. Okay. It's weird. So you're saying you beat the game first, then you're like, oh, I'll use correct? Yeah, okay. I would always challenge myself. Fair, that's fair. Okay, you're on. Oh, you're yeah. back on. You're back on the good. Code, I would use it. <laughs> <laughs> those game genie people. If you're one of those folks, you were pretty rich. And, yeah, right. And then, <laughs> <laughs> like I had a Game Gear, and I had Sonic on. Oh, that. I never had that. Yeah, for, for but some you know reason, who did? The Surf Ninjas. Surf, yeah, the kid from Surf. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, but it had no batteries in the back of it. He controlled Leslie Nielsen. Oh, wait, no, no, I'm sorry. Rumble in the Bronx uh, with that kid is in the wheelchair. He had a Game Gear, too. Like, Jackie Chan gives him a Game Gear. It has no oh. batteries, but every time you cut to him, he's playing it, and you can see that it has no batteries in it, but it's making sounds anyway, because that's the kind of movie that is. <laughs> that's called classic, movie magic. Yeah. Remember when Sega had consoles? <laughs> yeah. All right. That's enough of that. That's how that you play. Good, that was a good walk down memory lane. That's how you play. No, everybody. No, everybody. That's good. All right, let's do some bad quickies. Jim. Each one out now. We will go with the toilet. We will go with the other quickies. Jim. I like the race with you. Love it. Um, Alan. Yes. What movies have you seen recently? Oh well, I saw Brits of Prey and it was fine. Let's you know. I hate it. Didn't really love it. It was fun. I guess. Uh, what else did I see? I saw Parasite again. That's always really good. Hmm. Uh, Academy Award Parasite. Oh, I finished all of the Righteous Gemstones like in a weekend. Oh. I really liked that. It that was great. really good. It is great. It's great. It was wonderful. I'm like, oh, this is filmed a state over from me. I have driven through this before. This is great. <laughs> um, you know what? I can't really. Th- I've been rewatching like old movies. I rewatched Silence of the Lambs, and that movie holds up really well. Yeah. And then I rewatched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's all timer. And then I rewatched Dunkirk and Heat. Wow, Just, you know, that's a lot, a lot of, of rewatching. Lot of great, that's a great, a lot of great movies you're watching there. Yeah. Hey, I don't have a lot of free time, but when I do, I watch good movies and then I watch Sonic. So you know, <laughs> I'm trying to think Obviously, of something else I One's better than the other. It's clear that Sonic is better than the others. Got it. Uh, exactly. Like <laughs> bar none. 
it races to the top. It's good. I like it. Uh, yeah, you guys, Aaron. Um, I've seen a few things. We we've been off because we had our bonus episodes last. We haven't done like a regular episode, so I have a few things backed up here. I mentioned. Um, I saw the Lodge, which came out last week, mm-hmm. uh, which has uh, Riley Keough, Richard Armitage, who. I was sitting there for the whole movie thinking, who is this man? Like, I could not, I could not like, place the name. I'm like, oh, that's ridiculous. Maybe because he had an English area, had an American accent, too. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, I know I've seen this person's face. I cannot think of it whatsoever. And then you know, finally, it's like, oh, that's who that was. Okay. And I, I was less impressed. Like, I thought it was going to be something else. And I was like, oh, it's just it's that, high, it's that Hobbit guy. Um, uh, anyway, the movie, it's, it's, I was not a fan. Um, mm, I really wanted to like it. It has a lot of good stuff in it. It's about this it's about a father and two kids and he has a new wife um which is quickly established early on because the old wife is uh taken out of the movie to say the put that lightly um who's played by alicia silverstone um they to kind of for the for the father to like better get his kids and his new wife or his new fiance acquainted to each other they all go to their fan like their their uh winter lodge mm-hmm. um things happen and the father has to like go away and so he has to leave the the potential stepmom with the kids and then things happen from there and it's a very dark film it has a it something established about the new like a bride or potential bride is that she was like a survivor of this like suicide cult and so she has like a rough history and it's hard to like get into about like spoiling certain aspects that happen that are pretty early i mean i'll just say it it takes some dark turns and you understand some things about who's involved in what but my problem is it just kind of spun its wheels for a while where Mm. i i like the atmosphere i like the kind of dread it builds for and the acting's pretty good all around it just it it takes a while to like get to the heart of things and even then you're like okay so we just did a lot of the same thing over and over again before we kind of got to like what the point of it all was and like, as I'm not against a, a really dark thriller horror film, but at the same time, it's like it's not it didn't occupy its time well enough for me. So it wasn't a huge fan. Uh, there's stuff there to see, but like it was one that I'm like, oh, you gotta you gotta go right check this out. Got it. Um, it was a good trailer. I like the trailer. Oh yeah. Again, there's a lot of good things about yeah. it, and there's other people that like it more. People that have been on the show that I know like it more than I do. I was just like, eh, yeah. all right. Um, I was like right in the middle too. I was like, it, it's a it's a very marginal non recommendation. Like some some will like it more than I did. But um, let's see. I saw this film, The Whistlers, which uh, is coming out soon. I think this week or next week. It's a Romanian film. Um, it's a, I guess a crime comedy would be the best way to put it. It <laughs> is about um, a a police officer who's caught up with into a scheme with others who have used who have like developed a, a language through whistling to communicate with each other um it's it's both funny and very interesting uh, as far as how that language works but it's also it's also an excuse just to see this whole kind of crime plot play out where they're they need to use these whistling sounds in order to infiltrate a certain location and you know instead of talking they use whistles because it sounds like birds um it it's really well shot. Like it's a really good looking film. It takes place in um, both Romania and the Canary Islands, and uh, there's there's some really inventive stuff going on there. It it feels like it's very much indebted to the Coen Brothers in terms of kind of the style of humor that's going on here, and uh, yeah, it's it's quite good. Hmm. Um, I saw the other film release of the week, Downhill, with Will Ferrell and Julie Louis Dreyfus, 
This is a remake of the Swedish film Force Majeure, a film that I am a big fan of. And that film is better than Downhill in almost every way. Uh, I was mm. not a fan of Downhill. I think it's a not quite a waste of time, but it was it was not good. It was not a good movie. Um, <laughs> I definitely recommend Force Majeure, which is on Hulu now for anyone that has Hulu. Uh, the The film, for those that are not aware, it involves a family on a ski vacation, and an event takes place where it seems like the family is under a threat of some kind. And while the mother, played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus in this version, she stays with her kids, the father, Will Ferrell in this version, runs away in panic. And that's like that's the opening like 10 minutes of the movie. So the rest of it's dealing with the fact that their father did like the most cowardly thing possible and like how they kind of deal with that. This is from the from uh, Nat, Faxon, uh, Nat, Nat Faxon and Jim Rash. He did The Way right. Way Back, which we're big fans yeah. of on this podcast. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, th- I think it's co-written by Jesse Armstrong, who's involved in Succession, among other things. Um, I wanted this to work. I was like, okay, an American remake. Let's see how this goes. I think the most telling thing about it is the original film is two hours. This movie is 85 minutes. Mm. And it, it feels like the movie's literally shaved off all of the good things I liked about the original version. Because it it just it feels it's more broad even though it's a searchlight film and not like a you know straight up studio comedy uh, it doesn't take many chances like with anything like there is it's a very relaxed kind of film as far as the comedy it's very dry it's very sharp barbed as far as the way these this the, the married couples talking to each other and how others get involved or whatnot there's a lot of ways to take that to make it more dramatic and i just wish it did I, I wish it had more edge in the same way that the original had. I don't like to try to compare things to the original as much as I, but like this one is just seems so obviously inferior that it's unfortunate because I, hmm. I would have liked to have liked this, but it's just not that good. So yeah. Okay. All right. Abe, what have you seen? Uh, I watched honey boy. It's on Amazon prime. Uh, honey boy is, is essentially the life story of Shia LaBeouf and uh, it's pretty good. I, I did enjoy probably more than Noah Jupe. Uh, Jupe or Jupe? Jupe. Noah Jupe uh, backstory. Uh, not to say that the quote-unquote forward story is not that interesting, but more just that you definitely have a lot of more dramatic acting in, in the um, in the backwards review. I mean, there's uh, more of that life. too. Like the Lucas Hedges stuff. There's just not there's not much there. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of just like to to get to the whole entire backstory stuff too. But yeah, yeah. overall, I mean. Shia LaBeouf is, is very good in it. I'd also say like Noah Jupe is, is probably excellent in it um, to the point where there's like a part where he has to like yell at, at Shia and then Shia has to like hit him. And I was like, oh man, this is this is rough. And I think that those those quote unquote rough, uncomfortable films uh, are kind of just, I mean, it's not, it's not great to see kids get beat, but at the same time, this is probably something that really happened to Shia and, and it's kind of just rough to see that, man, this guy has gone through a lot of shit and it's, might be a sprinkle of of um, Hollywood fairy telling here and there, but for the most part, I'm pretty sure he had a pretty traumatic childhood. And uh, while I am a little bit more empathetic toward him, it, it certainly uh, the movie itself is a good watch. I mean, it's pretty short; you can get through it pretty quickly. And there's actually some really nice shots of like L.A. near, like in the first parts of the movie. And I was like, oh man, I kind of miss L.A. sometimes. So go check it out. And I also watched like the first ten minutes of. Um, 
of uh, the assassination of, of uh, Jesse James from the Carrier Ford. Oh, so you have nothing to say about the movie? And I have, another I have 140 except, minutes to watch. Yeah, so. Except, except that the uh, the opening train heist, great cinematographer by Roger Deakins, it's, yeah. it looks fantastic. You know, what, know what else looks fantastic? The whole movie? Yeah, the rest of it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really I'm good movie. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> Sam Shepard is in there. It looks great. So everybody's in it. Everybody's in it. This you're is an everybody movie. You're, you're yeah. on the train. Remember when you filmed that scene? <laughs> I'm the guy that, yeah, I'm sitting it's in the a, back. It's a big cast. Like, there's a lot of people you'd be like, oh my god, everybody's in this movie. Yeah, certainly. But I'll finish that and uh, report back soon. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you liked Honey Boy. I thought Honey Boy was pretty good. I was so surprised that Marcus didn't like Honey Boy. It seemed like so up his alley. I thought Marcus did like Honey Boy. <laughs> no, he didn't. He was not a fan. Oh, interesting. We were okay. all surprised. You were there. <laughs> I mean, I I think Carvick has said maybe I maybe I misread somebody's tweet that said Shiloh should have been nominated for Honey Boy, and I thought that was Marcus. Maybe it was somebody else. No, Marcus was somehow like again. I was surprised by this. Like this seems like a completely up his alley. Marcus Robinson, friend of the show, he's a huge Shia Buff fan. He was he, he was on the show. He talked about. It. He said he's like oh, I'm not. I'm more. I'm as surprised as you are. Like this seems something <laughs> I would love. But, uh, well, you know, we'll figure it out someday for sure. But no, yeah, I'm glad you liked it because I do think it's very good. It's not one I'm like I need to watch this again right now, but it's like yeah, it's 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 good. It's a good movie. It's, it's good work by by everybody involved. Yeah. All right. That's enough quickies. Yeah. Tim. Let's <laughs> <laughs> let's move on now. Let's get to our uh, let's get to our trailer talk. We talk about one of the newest movie trailers of the week, what it's coming out, what we thought of it, what have you. This week we have a new trailer for the upcoming Wes Anderson film, The French Dispatch, or The French Dispatch of the Liberty Kansas Evening Sun, the full title. Mm. Uh, <sighs> Yep, all of those things. Uh, As mentioned, it's a new Wes Anderson film. Um, It's got a story by him as well as uh, Roman Coppola and Jason Schwartzman and Hugo Guinness. He's got all his his crew people in here. And as well as one of these giant castings assembled again, featuring most of his regulars and some newcomers, including uh, Benicio Del Toro, Adrian Brody, Tilda Swinton, Leia Sadu, Francis McDormand, Timothy Chalamet, Jeffrey Wright, (laughs) Matal Alamarek, Bill Murray, Owen Wilson... Edward Norton, Leif Schreiber, uh, Sir Sharonin, oh, yeah. Tony Revolore. <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah, all, there's there's more, but I'm just going to stop. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of I loved, uh, Alan, I loved all of that. I loved it. If you just kept naming names, I would have been like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, Alan, let's start with you. You're, I think you're a Wes Anderson fan. Where, where, where are you of this movie? Uh, most of the time. Yeah, you know, looks like same shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I like the Grand Budapest Hotel. I just didn't want to see it again. I didn't want to see New York in the movie, but I'm still gonna see it. I'm still having a good time with it. But I don't know. I just hope it's. I feel like he's stuck in. He's like almost rudderless, where it's just like, hey, this is my shtick. This is my niche. I'm gonna make these kind of movies. It's almost as if Scorsese was only making gangster movies and that's it, and didn't branch out to do like Bringing Out the Dead or anything like that. I feel like Wes Anderson's best movies, the most awful movies, are already behind him. I think now he's just trying to do like an artistic example of like live action New Yorker cartoons. Because I think Tenenbaums and Mount Rushmore and Life Aquatic are his better films. And ever since then, it's like, okay, Moonrise Kingdom was pretty good. But his other movies are still better, I feel, and more up to my liking. But I'm still going to go see his movies all the time. So I'm excited and I hope it's good because I like the cast. But I also feel like the cast is going to be too many characters where you don't really feel super connected to one particular person. So my longing and my connection for it will probably not 
be there like it was for his other movies. I guess it comes out of what you expect from something like that at that point. Because I, I, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Wes Anderson fan. There's no movie of his that I dislike, but I, I felt like there's only so many of them where I'm deliberately being forced to want to relate to specific characters, where some of them the ensemble is clearly a bigger deal. But at the same time, something like Grand Budapest Hotel, which has a huge sprawling cast, I'm still very much connected to Ray Fiennes and Tony Revolori in that movie. Like I feel. And even like the older versions or whatnot, we have F. Murray Abraham and the various Jude people play different. And Jude, Jude Law coming in. Yeah. Like I, I do think there's, I hear what you're saying. I do, I do yeah. think there's a from how he tends to work, he find for me, he find he finds a way to like make these connections work for you. And I, looking at this movie, um, I have, you know, knowing as little as we do about it based on the trailer, we just have a kind of table setting essentially as far as what's going on here. I look forward to how it chooses to unfold its narrative. It looks like it, based off how it's designed, like we're going to see various news stories being covered by this paper, either interspliced of each other or in succession of each other. And I, I want to see how that works. And if you have Bill Murray possibly like leading the way or like very, or different characters leading each one, I, I'm curious if it's like it taking more of an anthology approach or if it just has a central figure connecting each of them and each one has different characters that you have to follow any of that i'm just intrigued by and i i want to see what i what i've noticed a lot about his films as of late is that they've become more political <laughs> i mean between budapest and and isle of dogs there's there's some there's some there's some stuff he's trying to kind of work out through his very unique his specifically his very specific style that he has and i think he's compared to some of his other films which are very focused on theme and character i do think he has some other ideas that are kind of lurking below and i'm curious if this is another film that's going to kind of handle that which especially when you're, you're tackling the media um but regardless i think it just looks great I, he's you, he has some black and white going on in this film which is a first for him he has some stuff going on with the camera outside of things that we've been seeing from him i, I do think there's a lot of ambition from this trailer alone that i'm seeing as far as him kind of taking the Take, taking this whatever story he wants to tell and kind of doing something with it that both feels completely him but also perhaps a little bit uh forward thinking so i don't know we'll see abe where, where are you at with this alan when you're mentioning all those other films that he's done before in the past like rushmore and, and royal tenenbaums i mean those definitely hit me in a certain way and then you know thinking about what uh something like grand budapest hotel and the look of this movie um, I, I do see what you're saying. Um, with all that being said, I, I mean, just inject this movie into my veins right away. I mean, I, I'm not gonna watch. I'm not gonna watch any other trailers for it. I mean, I hardly paid. Like, I barely paid attention during the trailer here because I was like, I don't want to see anything until I see the actual movie itself. Because I'm a Wes Anderson fan, and yeah, you're right that maybe some of the ideas might be a little bit more quote unquote contrived. Uh, he does have a style that I really do appreciate and a quirkiness in his humor that I really, really appreciate. So uh, I'm looking forward to this um, and, and we'll see what happens. Well, well I, said. Yeah. I guess I'm alone. No, you're not. No, I like his movies. They're just, you know, they're, just, I, they're just different than what they were. Right, right. Yeah, and I, I definitely hear you because, again, they when I think – like the images and the color saturation whatever else, it's like, oh, it definitely looks different in Royal Tenenbaums than, you know – uh, and Rushmore than than in like um, uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel, but still, I mean that's like period piece as well. Yeah, it, I'm trying to think of that this as far as his other movies, and I, I mean I like I've said many like Life Aquatic's been my favorite Wes Anderson movie with Fantastic Mr. Fox, 
right there behind it. Although I've I've watched Grand Budapest a lot. <laughs> since, yeah, like it, I've seen it like a few times. Yeah. It, it's one where that one key like and I I like Moonrise a lot and I like Isle of Dogs quite a bit, but um, Grand Budapest is one that has especially and I've thought about it a lot too. Like I really like the kind of that that friendship between Fines and Revelory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I we'll see. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, we're all gonna see this. Alan, even you, you said right away, yeah, I'll see the movie. Like it's gonna happen. So I. I'll, I'll be curious where it all went, winds up for us, and we'll you know we'll, mm-hmm. talk, we'll talk about it. Then. Oh, we'll talk, yeah, we'll certainly we'll talk about it in uh in July, July twenty fourth when it comes. Oof, coming up a week it's after real close tenant. To yeah. <laughs> so you're telling me that uh, this movie is gonna go in IMAX? You know, friend of Joe Scott Mendelson's been like saying it's like maybe Christopher Nolan will be nice enough to lend this movie <laughs> some of its screens. Yeah, to like let his movie not go three weeks into IMAX. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, I do think it looks great as far as just the visuals going on here. Oh, of like the the period aesthetic and whatnot. Like there's a lot of <laughs> there's some cool stuff I saw just from like some of the images that are going on here. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's the French dispatch. All right, let's move on. Dispatch, dispatch, dispatch. Let's <laughs> let's get to let's get to our main review for Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> uh oh. Uh... Why are you hiding out in my garage? They're coming for me! If they steal my power, they could conquer the universe. You have to help me! No, I don't! Please, it's life or death. Good morning, my rural chum. Mr. Dr. Robotnik. I'm going to give you five seconds to tell me where it is. Wait! Don't hurt him! Road trip! This can't be happening to me. Oh my god, stop the car right now! What? The world's largest rubber band ball? We gotta see it! No, this is not some fun family road trip. Eh, you're right. It was lame. Gift shop was cool, though. Whatever this creature is, I'm going to uncover the source of its power. Yeah, hey! I just thought you might like a latte with steamed Austrian goat milk. Of course I want a latte. I love the way you make them! That should have been some of the trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog. Nintendo and Sega used to be major competitors. From a console standpoint, Nintendo won. No question. However, back in 1993, we saw the first major video game movie adaptation in the form of Super Mario Brothers. It stinks. Uh, it took a couple of it decades. Stinks. It took a, It took a couple <laughs> of decades, but we now have Sonic the Hedgehog, a movie based off the iconic Sega character. For this film, Ben Schwartz voices the fast blue hedgehog who is living on Earth and hiding. When he manages to set off some scanners bringing the government his way, Sonic teams up with a local nice guy cop, Tom, a.k.a. Donut Lord, played by James Marsden, to ideally get away from everything. Meanwhile, Jim Carrey's mad scientist character, Dr. Robotnik, is on Sonic's tail with plans to take apart whatever he finds. Alan, does Sonic yeah. do what Son- Super Mario Brothers could not do? Yeah, 100%. It's the best movie we've seen all year. I'm not even being funny. Like I liked it better than Birds of Prey. I think Sonic was great. Great. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. I went in. I watched it on Saturday afternoon. I was the only band in there by himself, surrounded by children, much like Coco. And I was having a great time. I was like, this movie is made for kids, and I love it. It's a good time. I had a better time with this than I did with Detective Pikachu because I didn't know what the fuck was going on in that movie. <laughs> uh, no, man. Like. 
there's not much to it. It's very basic. Some some stuff doesn't make sense to me. Like, why is the fastest dude in the world like in a Taco- to Toyota Tacoma? We'll, we'll uh, talk about this. Yeah, there's, there's like nitpicks <laughs> and stuff, but whatever, man. It's a cool movie. Like, if I was 15 years old and I went to go see this in the theater, I would be losing my shit because it's cool. I think you said 15. Like that's that's still yeah. pretty. That's kind of old. <laughs> uh, I didn't really turn into a man until I was 30. So when I was 15 years old, this movie was made for me. Well, but I had a like, about 13, so I was a man pretty early on too. Oh. <laughs> but no, I was like, yeah, you know, like Jim Carrey was fun. You know, it was fun. Biracial relationship. I like that. Uh, some cool moments in it. And, like, just some stuff that doesn't make sense, but I'm not that much of a nitpicker. I'm just going in it for a good time. It could have been, or also, I had very low expectations and it could have been a disaster. But you know what? There was an end credit scene, and I haven't heard an audience go that batshit crazy <laughs> since the first Iron Man movie. People went Ooh. ballistic. It was great. It was a good time. I was surprised. Like grown men were like, "Oh fuck yeah!" It was good. It was good. <laughs> I was into it. Well, Abe, were your very low expectations? I assume met by this film. Uh, I don't know if I had low expectations. I don't know if I had any expectations. I, I think I I've kind of liked that there was some hint of controversy with like the original drawings, and they're like, "Well, let's go redo it." And I was like, "Yeah, uh, please release it. Let's go check it out." I'm glad that people. Uh, there was like this whole entire backlash of, well, there's a lot of com- people complaining about the character look, and then they're like, well, half these people are never going to go see the movie anyway. And I think it did fairly well in its, in, in its opening weekend. It broke records. It did great its opening yeah, weekend. Crazy. There you go. Bam. Sonic winning all those rings. Um, as far as the movie goes, I really enjoyed the movie, too. I, I think that there's uh, a lot of humor here that goes a long way, um, both from Ben Schwartz and also from Jim and um, uh, Jim, James Marston. Um, truth be told, I kind of enjoyed the human interactions and those human jokes much more than I did uh, Ben. But with all that being said, it's a pretty innocuous film. It gets going right away with this strange cold open that we sort of talked about with like an owl. Um, and then it just goes right into them being in three locations for shooting and uh, having a, a fun time with this road trip type movie. I mean, is it better than Mandalorian? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh but it, it's, uh, it certainly has enough fun in it from this adult sense of humor uh, and also from this childish type of sense of humor for Sonic running around. Yeah, Sonic does get kind of annoying, I, for me at least, because he's literally nonstop just jibber-jabbing all the time. But there's enough looking to... looking in the mirror for me, so it's fine. <laughs> I'm like, this is fine. But it's, it's kind of enough to like out, outweigh some of the other parts of it. And I, I actually did like that. There was some there was some digging of deeper messages in here, too, of like this anti-Gestapo type uh, robotnik. And I was like, oh, this is very interesting. Uh, they've, they've put this in here. But, you know, you can take it for whatever it is. Please stay for the mid-credits thinger. There's no end stinger, but the mid-credits thinger, very fun to watch. I guess the, the biggest question i had is whether or not the sonic character would get annoying right because that's you're making this movie and it's going to have this kind of kid angle to it and you have ben schwartz who i think is a very funny person and i wasn't i i found, i thought he was very likable and i thought he was relatable as far as being this awkward 
well, he's a hedgehog in this case, but just being like an <laughs> awkward being in a place where he doesn't necessarily belong and doesn't really know how he can properly interact. I think there's some there's some good messaging there as far as uh, trying to find like your place. Um, with that, the movie worked for me too. Like I I I I think we're all basically on the same page where it's like it's a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. There's only so much you can kind of do with this to make that work, I think, for a live action younger audience. And I think they accomplish what that's supposed to be. Um, you know me, eh? Video game movies don't rank high in my priorities as far <laughs> as what a kind of excitement I'm supposed to have for them. I'm just sure. I'm I'm past that. So anytime you can do like, well, it's pretty good. That's great for a video game movie. So like it. I, I, I'm glad that the past few that I've seen now have been more than just more than basically decent. Like right, between mm-hmm. this and Pikachu, which I did like, and Rampage, which I did like. Like there's a, a number of where like I'm just kind of into what they're trying to deliver. You know, they're not the best of what they do, but they're just solid three star entertainment. Uh, I wish I could say the same about Tomb Raider, but that's a different story. Uh, this movie works. Like, it, it's fun. It has Jim Carrey in classic Jim Carrey mode, which I'm always all about. I grew up watching Jim Carrey be classic Jim Carrey, so it's like, hey, let's let's get more of that. Um, I And I agree with you about James Marsden and, like, his human stuff. Like, that stuff's funny. Like, it, it works. Yeah. Like, it's very easygoing chemistry he has with uh, his wife, uh, Tika Sumter, and, uh, and even when he's just him and Sonic. Like, it gave me... Not in the same kind of obviously like extreme levels, but the same kind of Ted vibe between McFarlane and Mark Wahlberg as far as the kind of interactions they have and whatnot. Obviously, again, the nature of that, that like what they talk about or whatnot is very different because this is a kid's movie. But I still think the the kind of genuine friendship they eventually form with each other works. Uh, the the effects stuff, like it's fine. Like the the action moments, like they work as far as what you can see in a Sonic movie. But yeah, we should talk about what it needs to do to handicap Sonic essentially so it's not just Sonic running around the entire movie because then the movie would be over pretty quickly um, so about that <laughs> this is <laughs> th- we're watching a movie about the fastest you know character around and he's in a, he's on a road trip <laughs> for most of the movie um, yeah that <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a choice that's, they made. I mean, he got shot in the leg with a tranquilizer dart. Yeah, so at, at first they find exactly. hours. At, yeah. at first they find a reason for him not to be able to run super fast, but then it's <laughs> right. like, well, I don't know how to get to where I need to go. <laughs> like that's the that's the only reason they have. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, uh, just know how to read. Are we, are we going? Are you talking about some of the plot holes here? Because you know, it's not a plot hole. It's not a plot hole. It's just more of. We just have a very simple reason. He can't find where he needs to go, so he needs a, he needs a guide. <laughs> and, you know, for whatever reason, they stop off at a, a rowdy uh, biker bar. Uh, that completes the majority of his his bucket list. There's I also want to say that this is probably the, the easiest paycheck Neil McDonough has ever had. I feel like he was in more of it than they cut him. Me too! And I was like, I, <laughs> yeah. I liked seeing him interact with Jim Carrey, kind of being Jim Carrey had, being super sli- slime ball. But he had, he had one scene. So, like, there has to be more mm, Neil McDonough at some point in this movie. <laughs> when they did the reshoots, they're like, you know, we, we, you don't need to come. We did it. We, we got your stuff. So. Well, um, even as, the guy from Battlestar was in it for, like, a scene. Um, Hogan, I forget the actor's first name. Mm-hmm. But he was the number two at Battlestar Galactica, and he was in one scene as a general. I know, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It, it escapes me too. But there was that whole entire sequence there because I knew the tone of the film when they got to that general sequence, um, or like that that whole entire like 
Pentagon sequence, and I was like, okay, the tone of the film is that it's not a serious thing. This oh yeah, is, I was I was laughing throughout that scene. Yeah, I was just laughing all through. They're like, this guy again. And I was like, this is uh, I'm glad that they chose this way because otherwise, if if they had tonal shifts, it really wouldn't have worked. I mean, I, I, I the best I could say is like probably the movie needed to get going quicker, so they had to cut out like early scenes with yeah more McNeil McDonough or whatnot and just establish Carrie right away and get to the you know the bulk of the movie like i i get what that is i won't be surprised if there's more deleted scenes on the blu-ray for this yeah. movie of neil mcdonough reacting to things that jim carrey does <laughs> but, um, well let's talk about it what do you guys think of jim carrey the big star that was fun he was you know it seemed like he was having a good time uh, certainly making that paycheck and that i felt like he wasn't overdoing it he was like the right amount of cheese for this movie Mm-hmm. I think he fit in pretty well, and I think the jokes that he got uh, kind of worked within the... I like this idea of this guy who is aware of pop culture references, but he's mm-hmm. too good for them, and he uses it only to put people down. I kind of like that. Uh, yeah, he plays an elitist. Is it? Like He plays yeah, an elitist is. because of how smart he believes he himself to be. Yeah. And I, I think that does work. I think there's a... that. It's not too dissimilar from his Riddler, honestly, where yeah. he's just too smart for everybody. That's his issue. Like that's that's the main problem he has. <laughs> and yeah, he makes these simple riddles for even uh, Nicole Kidman to to find out and solve. Well, I mean, the thing is, I mean, again, he's too smart for everyone, so he just believes that he has to make simple riddles. <laughs> Although the last one or the whole thing where it's like Alfred's connect, he's like, yeah, E, Nig, like the, all the riddles connect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was Batman Forever <laughs> with Aaron and him. He was basically a less annoying version of Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. Probably that too, and yeah, I, I almost like likened it guy. to his um, his mask performance, where he's just like he's kind of out there, a lot of physical comedy and a lot of uh, humorous uh, lines, uh, maybe a little bit more reserved than the mask. But I I overall enjoyed it. Aaron, I think you said that it was. It's a, a good return. It's, it's yeah, like classic Jim Carrey, like nine. Right. Yeah, like that. You're meant. Yeah, the Mask, Ace Ventura, Liar Liar, yeah. like all. You know that kind of era of Jim Carrey where he can and just then, move his body around all weird, like and yeah. make a lot of you know funny quips and voices yeah. and whatnot. And then Alan, you mentioned it too. It's like it's just enough as well. It wasn't like yeah. over the top, and it was just like, well, I, I enjoyed it for what it is. You know, there's the most extended sequence that he has to be quote unquote Jim Carrey is when he's analyzing one of the quills, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's dancing. yeah, he's dancing, he's doing things, he's but it ends with like a really hilarious thing that he he does to his his um his number two. He just yeah, yells yeah. at him for making him a latte, and he like, of course I like it, it's delicious. And I was like, I love this the way you make them. Yeah, who wrote this? This is hilarious. <laughs> that, that, that's what. <laughs> and there's like, also like a really like weird tough guy bravado that he can't pull off so he tells his own assistant to pin himself against the wall it's, mm-hmm. it's funny yeah. it is it is like in not that it has to do with the movie but it's just like it is nice to see jim carrey doing this kind of thing like even him on like talk shows again it's just fun to see him like willingly happy to promote something like this and doing all the stuff that he does like he came out he went on colbert and he had like a whole marching band with him, and he's just marching through the crowd, like <laughs> and throwing and like throwing um, confetti at people. It's just like, yeah, I miss this Jim Carrey. Like, I, I want, I like this guy. I like. You don't him. want, you don't want the uh, the Irish Jim Carrey drama movie star that that for that movie that nobody saw from 2018. I believe it was Eastern European. <laughs> oh, was it Eastern European? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't want like creepy social media Jim Carrey or. 
nothing but the art Jim Carrey. Like, I like this mix. Yeah. I think it's fun. But I mean, yeah. So okay. So Jim Carrey's fun. He's having fun in this movie. And yeah, you're Alan. You're right. He isn't it just enough. Not too similar for a movie that we I don't think we're big fans of, but uh, Burt Wonderstone, where he was the best part of it, but also he was in small doses of it, and I think that worked for that movie. And that was like. It was a while ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. It's like 2013. Steve Carell? Yeah, Steve Carell and Steve Buscemi. Remember there was a magic movie with Steve Carell, Steve Buscemi, and Jim Carrey, and it wasn't the best thing ever? (laughs) Like, like somehow that happened? You're reminding me of that. Now, Jim Carrey plays like the Chris Angel type character? Yeah, he plays like the street magician. Like, just Uh, saying those names and saying magic comedy. that That sounds like that should be the best movie ever made. And yet, it's not. It's okay. Um, as far as the other actors go, James Marsden, I think that we've seen enough James Marsden to know that he's a hilarious, hilarious guy. Some people haven't seen as many things. Like, they don't watch 30 Rock and they don't realize that he's a goofy guy, or they haven't seen stuff like um, Sex Drive, where he's actually funny in that. Um, and what's the movie where he's. Um, it's like, uh, Death at a Funeral or, or something like that? Uh, Death at a Funeral. Yeah, he's in the remake. He's in the yeah, Alan Tudyk role. In the... Yeah, where he's funny in that role. I mean, James Marsden is a funny guy. Oh, and... He's great in a lot of. He has, like, great Brendan Fraser energy, where he can, like, he's, you know, he's a, he's a handsome man who happens to yeah. be very good at physical comedy. Like, he, he, can, right. he, can do, he can do his job. Yeah, and people keep wanting to see James Marsden in, like, Scott Summers types of roles where he's, like, taking his shirt off and looking cool. And, yeah, he looks good, too, but at the same time... I don't think that like, ever happens with Scott Summers in that no, 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 movie. No. So he's, like, he's too upset, and he gets, like, vaporized. Enchanted's another great one. Where <laughs> Enchanted, yes, yeah, where he's, like, goofy. Uh, but, yeah, James Marsden, I really or, like... Or um, the other it. movie where he's with a CG character in a car for most of it, Hop. Is that... Oh, is, wow. I've never seen that movie. It's basically the same thing. It's just the Easter Bunny. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna go check it out because I liked his performance so much in here. But no, yeah, James Marsden, he's he's always solid. Like he do, he does his job. He knows how to like play that kind of role, and I, he's just so easygoing. Like just the way he like interacts with everyone, it's like yeah, all right. Even with Jim Carrey, in his scenes like it'd be really easy for Jim Carrey to like dominate those scenes, or like James Marsden to kind of try to outdo him as far as right. like I can be this kind of silly too. But they don't. Like they just play it the way it's supposed to be played, which is just like kind of a, a perfect match for each other. And it's a great – I think this kind of goes up to some of the writing in it because they have that first exchange where he's talking about his dentist and calling him Tim and then see where they yeah. change it. And it's like this is a really funny exchange that's going on here. And again, this doesn't have to happen in a movie like this, but they, they allow the human characters to also be a part of the movie. That's why I like this movie because it, it's doing more than the bare minimum. If For one thing, it's doing – it's actually working with the material you have, like the source material. I mean, a huge part of my problem with video game movies is they take, like, you know, the name, and that's pretty much it. And, you know, this movie does suffer from that to some degree as far as Sonic the Hedgehog is in a car. Um, but, <laughs> but, I mean, you Dakota. do get the... You Toyota get, Tacoma. Yes, yeah, 4x4, right. TRD Sorry. edition. Come on. Sorry, Come on, man. Sorry, a truck. But you, you do get the dose of him, like, getting to be fast, running around buildings or whatnot. We'll talk about them more in a second. But as, as opposed to other movies where the very basics are, like, having a Max Payne movie that has almost no action in it. It's just like, how do you <laughs> how do you, how do you mess up the core things about some of these movies? Sure. But this one, like, I think it does the like it. There's some attempt to make a movie out of this as opposed to just, like, you know, hey, we, yeah, Sonic. Like, like they, yeah. there's, there's some, there's some effort here that I, that I enjoy. And I think uh, to that point, that's sort of where, because uh, I was thinking as the movie was sort of resolving and, and sort of ending, I was like, how can they make this into a series, or, or how can they make sequels to this? And they, they actually pull it off. They, they, oh. 
I need to yeah. see a sequel. I, I was like, I, I need to see a sequel like almost immediately as well. I mean, like, I was like, green light it. Uh, so I'm yeah, happy that now. it made money this weekend because I was like, what, yeah, I'd love to see more of this. Yeah, when when you have a movie that closes with a, a monster collaboration between Wiz Khalifa, Ty Dolla Sign, and Lil <laughs> Yachty, yeah, I mean, what, you can you only have to be like, what else can we do? Because this is amazing. That's what I'm saying. So. <laughs> Little Yachty, guys. Lil Yachty is back, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I I do look forward to whatever they try to come up with next. I mean, there's some obvious other characters that i won't get into now that will show up and i mean i know well you know a big key thing about the sonic movies is the chaos emeralds right yeah, that's, that's right. not in this whatsoever so i'd imagine you know i'm saying right now the net the title of the next sonic movie was sonic the hedgehog colon the search for the chaos emeralds like that has to be it right like that, that's gotta be it Obviously. or it could be uh, just sonic and knuckles i don't know that's the third one abe <laughs> that's the third one. Come on, abe. <laughs> you gotta you gotta go sequential <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, quick question for you guys: What did you guys think of that cold open? Didn't need it. Oh wait, which cold? Like the the cold, like the, the owl and stuff. That yeah, baby, baby, baby Sonic and the owls. Okay, I thought, like because there's that because there's the in media res opening where it's like here's him running away from Robotnik and I'm like, all right, and then he's like, let's back up though, and then they like go back to the beginning. That stuff I didn't need. Like, let's just start with the beginning. Let's start there. Um, cold right. open. Yeah, cold opens like, all right, I, yeah, there's some like nonsense backstory about with owls and CG stuff, but you got to see Green Hill Zone, like that was cool. You got to see the, the yeah. you know the loop de loop and all that nonsense. So, yeah, no, no uh, little crabs. Yeah, that was cool. Balls out there. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, not enough like Sonic bouncing off things and exploding them. Like, you know, <laughs> that's I could always use more of that. But uh, no, I, like it was fine. Like it wasn't lo- it wasn't too long for me to be like. Okay, there's there's way too much of this owl, <laughs> like whatever right. else. Going on. I I think you're right. I was confused by it, but it wasn't enough for me to be like this doesn't like I. It's bothering me now that they put in ten minutes of this owl and backstory, and yeah, they never was, go back to it. Yeah, it was. Pre- I mean, you get reference to it as far as well. I mean, let's that's we should talk about Sonic more because I I do think they there's a character there. There's somebody there where you're like this this creature feels bad that he can't talk to anybody and he's been lonely for 10 years which is why i don't really mind that he's you know motor mouthed and has you know curiosity about everything because he's been alone for such a long time i get that and he's you know he's fast by nature so it just i i was empathetic for sonic the hedgehog is what i'm saying (laughs) completely i got got what his deal was (laughs) (laughs) that's understandable for you to be empathetic for this uh creature space creature from space that Knows how to speak English and knows how to write. Yeah. Did you guys like his, like, the use of his powers? Like, we got, obviously, his, like, speediness and, like, when he really uses that to its full extreme, you get, like, kind of a X-Men callback as far as him slowing down time. Did you guys like how that was incorporated? I did, although uh, I haven't yeah. played Sonic 2, so I didn't know about the spinny thing. Um, <laughs> now how you can, like, spin in place. That's everyone then... but the first Sonic, basically. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And that, I've never played Sonic 2 or beyond. And so I was like, oh, I didn't know, like, I don't know how the spin part works. I guess you just build up enough energy and charge, and then you could be, it, it's released? Yeah. There you go. All right. Yeah, you have to be really unfamiliar with Sonic. Like, that's, like, that's everything but that very first game like you have to know know nothing else about again the first game came with the sega genesis okay all right because he's been so like beyond sega he's been on what super smash brothers and all those other like nintendo games that he's involved in now i'm familiar i'm turning into an old man here well yes he he can like build kinetic energy by spinning in place for a while and then unleashing it then unleashing 
Did you guys think that the mushroom planet he kept referring to was a dig to uh, Mario Brothers? I thought it the first time, but then, like, it seemed like, oh, no, there's just, like, a mushroom planet, I guess. Like, I That's a bummer. I, I kept thinking it was trying to be like that for, like, a little bit, but it was just, like... Well, they more they keep re- like if it was an, like an offhand joke once or twice, I'd be like, oh, that's funny. But they kept mentioning it, so I'm like, oh, I guess it's like a thing, like like to the point where do I need to like look up Sonic the Hedgehog levels to remind it of this mush- mushroom planet that I forgot yeah. about? Like that's what it started to feel like after a while. I started to think about that too, and then I think somebody else mentioned that it could be a dig at at Super Nintendo or. Nintendo. I don't know, like the, the first Nintendo. time. The first time I mentioned it, like you definitely think that. Like you. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like oh, I was thinking yeah, like, it only has mushrooms. That right. That's funny. Like, and, and he hates mushrooms. That's the other thing. Yeah. Right. So, um, as far as like the action sequences go, Aaron, you sort of mentioned like that slow motion sequence. Um, I'm gonna say I still dug it because probably because I dug the music that the the music choice that they chose for it. Like I, we've seen it before, but I think the music really makes it stand out. Ooh, I don't I, remember the music. It's like the it's it's I had to look it up. It's from it's a fairly recent song. It's X Ambassadors. Yeah, like, I'm aware of the song. I mean, mu- music. Regardless of the music, I was just into it because I like that visual. Like that's a neat thing. Like it didn't bother me that I've like seen it before in other media. You know. Yeah. So it, it worked, and you know because of the character, I'm like, yeah, we should see kind of an example of what his speed does beyond just seeing him run around like be one place that you know be like i don't know the roadrunner like <laughs> it's it's neat to see him yeah doing the especially when it like gets the scale gets a little bigger like when he's running around san francisco like, there's, some, there's some cool things going on and yeah when the when you incorporate the rings as well that's also i think that was that's something i wish i could have seen more of that i assume the sequel could probably deal with more of like the use of rings to kind of get to different to anywhere you want to like teleporting essentially mm-hmm yeah, you essentially think about it, and then you can go there. Um, as far as the rest of the cast goes, I think the supporting cast is, is – they're light, but they're fun as well. I mean, Adam Pally is here. You mentioned Tika Sumpner. Yeah. Um, and then there's, like, you know, just weird people around the town, like the guy who believes that, that Sonic is an alien. That guy is hilarious. Crazy Carl? Is that, what, it, is that what his name is? <laughs> Crazy Carl's right. He, he was right, yeah. Very observant Carl, I believe. <laughs> very observant that's his new name right yeah but i think the the rest of the cast was fine because they just use him just enough especially even even uh his james marsden is uh his sister-in-law it's like yeah just enough usage of these side characters because they that you know, would, like it's I fairly mean, yeah it. like like she's funny like in terms of what they have to do but like it's so like it's like he's a nice guy who has a success. Yeah. He's been successful as a cop, but he's moving on to San Francisco. It's like, why does she hate him so much? Yeah, like, I don't know either. Yeah. Shitting on him hard the whole time. Yeah. For no like what real reason. Maybe 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 uh, she was trying to get with him first. I don't know. Like it's a lot of like it's a kids movie, so I can't think about this too hard. But it's yeah. like she's really against this guy who's done like nothing but show how much of a shining example of a person he's supposed to be. Talks yeah, donuts. Come on. Hey, he's the donut lord. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, there's nothing really else that I can say. But it's it's a fun, enjoyable time. Yeah. It, it I was. I was. I watched it, and I thought I'm going into it. I was. I thought it was gonna be like when Aaron maybe go see Jack the Giant Killer or whatever. Oh, like, man, oh man, I forgot about that I'm gonna, movie. I'm gonna hate this movie. I'm not gonna have a good time. I went in, and when I left, I'm like, oh, I don't really have much to say other than yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. Like. You criticize some of the pod bowls, but if you're really gonna try to 
critique this movie negatively, then I, I, I don't know. Like, so, uh, how can I put it? You, it's a movie made for children. It is a movie made just, you know, to have a good time with your family. It's very, very open to that kind of, it being that kind of movie. So I see people going in there and I think it's, I think it does its job well. I think for what it's about and how it's about it. Yeah, completely. Alan, you're getting a little low in the mic. Let me see. That's better. Much better. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, so I don't really know how else. Yeah, no, I mean, it's yeah. innocuous. Like, it, it, yeah. it does, if, you know, for a movie that's called, that's based off Sonic the Hedgehog, that's designed to, you know, f- you know, work for children, like, it very much is a PG movie. Like, and, and I, for, you know, a live action PG movie, we don't get a lot of those these days. And, you know, if you're doing something like that for a video game and it comes out as, you know, as enjoyable as this one does, I'm not going to, like, go too hard to fault the, yeah. the things. Like, I was coming out of the screening. I was, by the way, honest movie thoughts. She enjoyed the movie. She more than she thought she would, and she enjoyed that Sonic's favorite word is guac. Um, <laughs> that's a good word. Solid word. Yeah, guac. Yeah, it's a good word. Um, but like, I was thinking, there's nothing I'm seeing that's like horrifically wrong with this movie. Like, it does the job. And I was wondering, like, am I, when I wrote my review, I was thinking, am I going to be like the only, like on the side of positive, and it's going to get dumped on? And I'm like, no, it got like a, like when it debuted, it was like at seventy percent. I was like. Okay, so like I'm not alone. I'm thinking, yeah, this movie's perfectly enjoyable. Like it's not, it's not like some kind of world class film, but it's like, yeah, it it's fine. Like it does what it's thinking. I'm thinking like, are people gonna like comment I mean, it's on no Jim Joker, Carrey? But, you know. It's yeah, it's no Joker, obviously. <laughs> it's no uh, Joker. It's, it's less family friendly. Um, oh. But I was I was wondering, it's like, are people gonna bag on Jim Carrey? It's like, well, he he signed on to play a mad scientist, and he's Jim Carrey. What else is he supposed to do in this movie? Like, I mean, it just it hits all the it checks all the boxes as far as something like this is concerned. Yeah. So I was I was satisfied. Any other thoughts on uh, uh, we talk about the effects a little bit. I do think the effects work for Sonic. Like they, yeah. it never feels like it's less than what it's supposed to be. I guess is the best way to put it. Like I do think Pikachu, because that movie cost like sixty million dollars more than this movie did. That movie was really impressive from a visual standpoint. Like there was a lot going on there, and they shot on film as they like to promote. <laughs> oh, is that true? Wow, nice. Pikachu did. Yeah, who it was shot. Oh, on oh film. Pikachu. I thought no, you Pikachu. Yeah, no, this movie. I mean. I'm sure the director Jeff Fowler, who's worked in a lot of like um, special effects departments or whatnot, and, uh, and he's um, was a guy that uh, Deadpool director uh, Tim Miller, he looks like a producer. I'm sure like they've they've done some nice work, but I mean, there's nothing that ambitious about the direction of this movie. Like it's not it doesn't look particularly great. It's like it's fine. It, it hits the you know it hits the beats the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, like Pokemon yeah. had like every other character was. A CGI creation. This was just Sonic. It was just Sonic, yeah, for sure. And like, and they, but they all had like texture. Like they felt like yeah. they had fur and feathers and all that. Like Sonic looks good. Like that's and that's what matters. And again, this movie is a hit this weekend, so the sequel I assume will be, you know, have a bit of a bigger budget and it can, I don't know, go wild with weird animals and whatever the hell else they want to do with Sonic the Hedgehog sequel. But, um, <laughs> I already know I one. I already know one animal they could bring in. Yeah, yeah, I got, yeah. got an idea on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In their in their search for the Chaos Emeralds, the title yeah. of the second Sonic movie, if you didn't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but all right, when should people go and see this movie? Alan, uh, when should people see this movie? I don't know, Saturday afternoon at like one. There you go. <laughs> that sounds like a good time. Um, one, yeah. I don't think you need to see it in the big screen. I think it's perfectly fine if you just watch it at home. Like, if it's streaming, give it a whirl. Um, 
I think the people that want to go see it are going to go see it uh, in the theater. But if you're just curious about it, just wait till it hits a streaming device or a streaming network and you'll be all set. Okay. Yeah, I pretty much agree with Alan here. I mean, there's nothing like crazy visual on the screen that you necessarily need to step out the your house to go see. Um, at most, it's like a low a low dollar theater. But yeah, a streaming service is completely fine. Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, it's not it's it's good for what it's doing. But yeah, as far as what need to be seen right away, I mean, it's Sonic the Hedgehog and it's it's fine. So yeah, you can wait for this to come on Paramount Plus or <laughs> whatever we eventually get it on. <laughs> Another seven dollars out of my pocket per month. Yeah, but no, it does, it does the job. But yeah, it's not like you need to race out in your red shoes to see it right away. All right, well, that's Sonic the Hedgehog. Let's move. Uh, let's move on now. Let's. Uh, Abe, you got a. What time is it? Time for a quick game here. Little yachty. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron is actually the composer of all... He's actually the sound mixer for the rings, uh, but they decided not to use him probably because he kept on er- ending everything with Lil Yachty. Yeah, and then I said another Lil one. <laughs> you kept on saying another one? Yeah, because I'm still obsessed with DJ Khaled <laughs> in Spies in Disguise. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, film which uh, I stopped to see. It's fun. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's good. I believe you. It's a half a star better than this movie. So. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> All right. According to my ratings, yeah. I'll give it a go then. Yeah. Uh, I got a game for you guys this week. It's called uh, Video Game Movie Matchup Versus. All okay. this is is essentially just a box office versus of video game movies that have come out in the past. So pretty simple here. I'm gonna name two movies, and if you think you know which one made more money, buzz in with your name and tell me which one you think made more money. Okay. Sounds good. All right, here we sure. go. Wing Commander or Double Dragon? Aaron. Aaron. I'm going to say Wing Commander. That is correct. Yeah. By a significant margin. It's 11.6 million versus 2.3 million. Yeah, I put all the marbles on that guess, by the way. <laughs> you sounded really... I, I was really torn, but I'm thinking... I'm thinking, well, Scott Wolf and Mark... Just, what's his name? Uh, from John Wick 3. From John Wick 3, yeah. Mark did Disco whatever... Yeah. Your Krascos? Yes, thank you. Yeah. I was like, yeah, Freddie Prince and Matt and Matthew Lillard. That Matthew Lillard, that's yeah. happened. Yeah, mo- I saw the ma- theater. That's happened more times than you think it did. Um, <laughs> they probably had that success train going. I definitely saw that movie, Wing Commander. I believe yeah. that was a uh, was that was that one of the um one of the movies where they had the Phantom Menace trailer playing with it along with like Meet Joe Black. Where like people would just see the tra- that just for the trailer and then leave the movie. <laughs> Is that yeah. true? Well, I mean, I believe, that's, that, I believe that was that's one probably of them. how it got eleven point six million dollars. <laughs> so I, I know Meet Joe Black was one of them for sure, but that was one of the ones that came. Let me see. It, when did Wing Commander come? Yeah, ninety nine. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, so it must yeah, have been. probably. Yeah. yeah. It was one of those ones where like people would they knew the trailer would be attached to it, so they specifically went just to see the episode one trailer and then left. <laughs> hey man, you're missing out on a pretty bad movie. So. All right, <laughs> next one here. Resident Evil 2002 versus Hitman. Alan. Aaron. Alan. Resident Evil. That is correct. You know why that's correct? Why? Because Resident Evil has six sequels, and Hitman <laughs> does not have six sequels. He's got one sequel, but the the totals here are very close. 40.1 million versus 39.7. Wow. Is yeah. it domestic box office? You're domestic to? U.S. box office. Okay. No, not adjusted no. for time or inflation. That's why. <laughs> uh, next one here. Silent Hill 
versus Warcraft. Aaron. Aaron. Warcraft. Warcraft is correct. Again, very slim margin. 47.4 million versus 46.9 million. Next one here. You go for the domestic a lot, because, like, Warcraft's... Why would, why would I go for the worldwide? Because War, Warcraft made, like, what, like, 300 400 million. Like, yeah, it made like, 400 some odd million it's, it's a giant number, that's yeah. why. Uh, next one here. Uh, Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Alan. Alan. Street Fighter. Street Fighter's incorrect. Wow. Oh, you're fucking kidding me. <laughs> Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Are Mortal you... Kombat Annihilation made 35.9 million. Street Fighter made 33.4 million. <laughs> that is a travesty. I did not know that Street Fighter was that big of a bomb. I mean, I didn't know either until I looked up. I was like, I thought it made more than this, but I guess not. Uh, next one here. Need for Speed versus Max Payne. Aaron. Aaron. I'm gonna say Need for Speed. That is correct. Forty-three point six versus forty point seven million. Uh, next one here. Um, Tomb Raider 2018 versus Assassin's Creed. Alan. Alan. Um, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider is correct. Fifty-eight point two yeah. versus fifty-four point six. Uh, next one here. That movie. <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Creed? Oh, God. Yeah. God. Great cast, I guess. Um, the next one here. Uh, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time versus Mortal Kombat. Alan. Ooh, that's a tie. Aaron. Alan. <laughs> I just say it again. Yeah, yeah, Aaron. Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia definitely made more money. 90.7 versus uh, 70.4. <laughs> Uh, next one here. Uh, Lord Craft Tomb Raider 2001 versus Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Alan. Alan. The Lord Craft Tomb Raider. Lord Craft is incorrect. How the fuck is that incorrect? Because it, it... it was the number one domestic grocer of all time for a uh, movie, but then, yeah, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. How much Aaron, do you have an answer? I wonder if he yes, does. Yes, po- Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Yeah. I wonder. <laughs> which, which had 144 million versus 131 million. Yeah, but, but is Tomb that Raider... adjusted for inflation? No, it's it's no, not. But, but, yeah. but it's still it still is impressive that Laura Croft Tomb Raider held the domestic record yeah. for a video game for that's that wild. long until yeah. just last year. Like that's insane. Yeah, and last one here, Doom versus Super Mario. Aaron. Aaron. Doom. Doom is correct. Yes. Yeah. 28.2 versus 20 uh 28.2 versus 20.8 yeah mario brothers did not do well <laughs> like, no but great marketing con- campaign back in like what 1993 for like all the toys at the fast food places i mean they had a marketing campaign i don't know about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it, people it was coming they made, they made people aware of that so yeah. for sure <laughs> Uh, it was kind of a runner from Aaron there, but uh, Alan, I'm going to give you an extra point just because, you know, uh, there was a the weird guest. tie. Yeah, yeah, so it becomes well, yeah, I... seven to three. <laughs> you know, whatever. It's fine. That clutch miss of Mortal Kombat Annihilation, <laughs> that's yeah, what killed you right is. there. That's what that, it is. That, that sapped away your enthusiasm for the rest of the game. <laughs> like, whatever, guys. <laughs> All right, thank you. Have Avery, fun. Game. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Let's um, let's move on now. Let's get to some out now feedback. Feedback, 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 feedback. 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 These are very good. The various questions answered on our Facebook page. 
Facebook, the conversation on a podcast, we answer the listeners a number of questions and uh, they give us answers. Then they gave us some questions that we have some answers for. So let's do this. And you know, this works. You can feel free to chip in when you want to. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. First question is, are you team Sonic or team Mario? And any reason Chris has Sonic because it was in the arcade in France where I lived and where I spent all my money. Justin writes, I love both, but Mario is always more fun to me. Uh, Jay writes, Team Crash, Crash Bandicoot. Uh, so just going writing in his own candidate. Uh, Nate writes, Team Mario. Nippon writes, Sonic, because Genesis. And lastly, Todd has Mario, the Captain Lou Al- Albano version. So I like the TV show. Mm. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah. I, you know... Like, I had a Genesis, like I explained, so, like, I should be partial to Sonic just for the nostalgic factor. But, I mean, I do like Mario. I like Mario games. Like, he's got great games. I can't deny that, so. Yeah. Not going to deny that either. By the way, we didn't mention Jaleel White uh, at any point during our, our side. Yeah, he should have had a cameo. Do you think so? I mean, they kind of mentioned it with the Chili Dogs, but still. No, he should have had a There should have been a full-on <laughs> Jaleel White, like, in, like, San Francisco at some point, and he, like, runs by. I'm like, oh, my God! Like, or something. I don't know. Whatever. But, like, yeah. I, 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 that would have been fun. Yeah. I'm more of a Spyro man. Myself. Ooh, Spyro. That's a fun game. I love Spyro. I just got it on Switch. Like, all oh, the remastered trilogy. I'm into yeah. it. There you go. All right. Next question we have here What's your favorite comedic Jim Carrey performance? Tyler writes Ace Ventura. Glad to see him return to that form in Sonic. Maxwell Hadid, friend of the show, writes Liar Liar. Renee writes Three Way Tie, Dumb and Dumber, Liar Liar, and Bruce Almighty. Uh, Chris writes, never much of a fan, but probably Yes Man. Um, what? Mark Hoban, <laughs> Mark, <laughs> Mark Hoban, friend of the show, has Dumb and Dumber. Makes me laugh more, but I'll go with The Mask because his Jim Carrey at his zaniest. Scott Mendelson, friend of the show, has Batman Forever or The Cable Guy. Justin writes, Liar Liar is my favorite. Todd writes, Dumb and Dumber and The Mask. Emma has, admittedly, I am an enormous Jim Carrey fan. My favorites are Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Liar Liar, and The Grinch, and Once Bitten, and Ace Ventura. Who am I kidding? I love them all. <laughs> Ace Ventura's kind of got to be my there. go-to. I'm going to do... I like Liar Liar better, but I think he's funnier in Dumb and Dumber. I just think every line he has is so good. <laughs> Liar Liar is like my my go-to, like, what's the like most like gonzo Jim Carrey performance that I really enjoy. <laughs> like, And I like... I like the mask a lot too. Dumb and Dumber, I like. I've never liked it as much as this. Dumb and Dumber is like my is like Billy Madison for me, where it's like, yeah, it's good, but I don't really like flock to it the way some people do. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm more of a Happy Gilmore guy. Um, so, but but um, you know, I like Liar Liar a lot. The mask is a lot of fun. Um, I I really like um, speaking up for um, and this is later, but um, I love you, Philip Morris. I, I think, oh yeah, uh, that's right. It's a it's it's he's very funny in that, and it's feels like classic carry but it has obviously a lot of edge to it because of you know the dramatic <laughs> edge yeah, about, because yeah. of what's going on yeah, yeah. prison um, and also you know being lovers yeah got it Ooh, no actually i think my favorite is jim carrey at the mtv movie awards 1999 when he dressed up <laughs> like a hippie and then he said some terrible things it was great it was a good time yikes yeah it was a good time uh, if we're gonna go with uh, show t- or TV show appearances, I, I like the one where he shows up with Letterman with the giant feet. Oh, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> I watched some of his like, 
Because when he was like in the '90s and the early 2000s, he was just the, he was the one of the biggest guys on the planet. That's why I mean, yeah. he, to me, he got that twenty million dollars for Cable Guy. But he like he was such a fun presence at like award shows, like when you'd have to introduce awards for movies. Right. It, and I've just watched a few of those on YouTube like this past week because I was in a Jim Carrey vibe, and it's just he, so much fun. Yeah. Just to he see had him, one like, where he put like all those pimples and braces back on, like he did in Ace Ventura mm-hmm. when he was doing like one of the award shows for like Nickelodeon Kids or whatever. I, don't, I forget what it was, but. Yeah, I mean, Jim Carrey, he's the man. I mean, I grew up with him with In Living Color, and it was just uh, – he, he's one of the comedians that I think is, is uh, would be profound for me. And, I, I mean, I grew up with In Living Color also, so, like, yeah. just like, – Yeah, Fire Marshal Bill. Fire Marshal Bill, yeah, Fire like Marshall, all, just yeah. all of his, like, wackiness. Yeah, his Vanilla Ice performance is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, great nostalgia trip. Next question is – What's your favorite team up between a human and a CG character? Rachel has, of course, Paddington. Duh. Justin has Roger Rabbit and yeah. Eddie Valentine. Um, Chris has Detective Pikachu. Emma has Space Jam. And Todd writes Gollum and those nasty hobbitses. I mean, I said CG character, but I'll allow some of these. <laughs> um, I mean, Ted. <laughs> like, Ted That's Ted's, good. Ted's a lot of fun. We had yeah. a lot of fun with Ted, the first Ted. But that, that that Justin though with that Roger Rabbit, pretty solid. Well, yeah, yeah but that's not a CG. Yeah, Roger Rabbit's the best. <laughs> it's cartoon drawing, I get it, I get it, I get it. Uh, Dick Van Dyke and the Penguins and Mary Poppins. Yeah, classic. Yeah, yeah classic. Yeah. yeah. Um. Pete's dragon. <laughs> yeah, you know when uh, Robert Redford's just like, I got a big dragon. Liam Neeson and Ahmad Best in episode one with Jar Jar Binks. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Dennis Quaid and Sean Connery and Dragonheart. And Dragonheart, yeah. I am the last one. <laughs> Great score. Great score, Dragonheart. Yeah, used in lots of trailers. I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see, next question. Who is your favorite fast movie character? Justin writes, Flash, Flash, 100 Yard Dash, the sloth from Zootopia. <laughs> Uh, Todd has Dashiell Parr from The Incredibles, and Chris has Chev Chelios from Crank. Chev Chelios, oh, one, one of the best movie character names of all time. Yeah, yeah. the bad guy in Part Two is literally a, a brain in in, in liquid. It's a head of a, it's a head of a jar. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, surprised that nobody wrote Dom Toretto. I wouldn't have written it either. Yeah, I'm, I'm very big on Dashiell Parr. Any other fast ones? I don't know. The Rock. Sure. Fast Five. Rock and Fast Five is one of the best characters of all time. He learns that you have to work together to defeat an enemy. Exactly. When he says good news or bad news, he's like, give me the veggies. All right, now, give me that. It's the best line. It's, it's a great, it's a great book. Like that whole scene of it, because it's like his intro scene. Like, like, oh, it's so right. good. Or no, that's, that's, his, that's like his second scene. It's like scene. his second his first, scene. His first scene is, okay, yeah, because no, the Rock and Fast Five. <laughs> It's like it's so amazing. It's the or best. like like the last thing he says in the in his introduction scene is one more thing. Yeah, stay the fuck out of my way. Right? <laughs> yeah. He's like you know you watch that movie and you watch uh, Hobbs and Shaw. You're like I kind of like him better in Fast Five. Where oh, he's no, like a I, tough that's what I said in our in, in our in our podcast. I'm like this is not the, this is this is just the Rock now. It's not Hobbs. Yeah, it's yeah. Just the rock <laughs> yeah. Which is a shame because like yeah, the over the topness is what makes that character so fun. Right. Yeah. Because he has that great line where you just said it, and I was like, man. That's a great line for like a, a like a tough guy cop from like the nineties. Yeah, yeah. So. There's like one other mobile where like 
where uh, like like one of the cops like gives him a piece of paper and he's like, you know what I think of this? And he rips it in half and throws it away. <laughs> <laughs> and then he proceeds to get his whole entire team killed in Brazil. I mean, he was ambushed. It was a tough, was a tough situation for everybody. My my answer is um, Jackie Gleason as Fast Eddie, and uh, or no, sorry, Paul Newman as Fast Eddie, and Cool uh, Hand uh, the Hustler. Yeah, I was like, what? You're naming all these like, going all fast, over the place. Fast characters. Oh, like cars too, and cars. He's fast in those too. All right, uh, what's the other? Uh, who are here? We go. Who are some great video game villains that need to be in a movie? Who should play them? Uh, Luke Thompson, right of the show, writes, and I quote. Donald Gleason should play that ginger Willy Wonka asshole from Candy Crush. <laughs> Luke, with some choice words, he must. If you know Donald Gleason personally, please let us know. We'd love to talk to him about you know what this vendetta is you have against him. So. Well, it's against Candy Crush, not Donald. Oh, Gleason. It's against Candy Crush, not Donald <laughs> Gleason. All right. I mean, you sort of got a character like that in Wreck It Ralph, but that guy's not ginger. All right. Well, that was a very uh, strongly worded answer, Luke. Any, uh, any video game villains? I guess he wins. Yikes. Um, I, mean, I don't know who you're playing on, but the villain in Zelda would be fun to see. Ganondorf? Who should be Ganondorf? Yeah. yeah so what he's what? tall. He's got red hair. Big nose. You're... A lot of black. <laughs> he can turn into a pig. Mm. Who can Mark play Strong. this character? Mark Strong. Mark Strong. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by Guy Ritchie. That'd be sweet. That'd be, I'd watch that. I'd watch, I'd watch it. it too. I love Mark Strong. Uh, All right. Yeah. Solve that or answer that question. Yeah. Uh, the next one here. What's uh, what are some great films about incredibly tense relationships? Uh, this is in relation to um, downhill. Uh, uh, Rachel has not that one downhill before midnight. I think is a good one. Christopher has nine and a half weeks, Blue Valentine, Fiddle Attraction, Love Jones, Marriage Story, War of the Roses, and Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Chris has Antichrist and Brokeback Mountain. And lastly, Ilana writes Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, and relationships. Hmm. I'm going to add in uh, Blue Valentine. By the Sea. Blue Valentine, that's a good answer. Yeah. Mancha- Manchester? Manchester. Manchester. Well, then wouldn't it just be, like, yeah. departed? All the relationships departed. <laughs> yes, are pretty tense. this is true. All of them. Great, great returns from Alec Baldwin. Yeah. The town. <laughs> We're just talking about the movie. <laughs> yeah. movies in Boston now. <laughs> Wait, where's, uh, where's that movie with um, uh, Anthony Mackie and... Uh... Hurt Locker. No, 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 no. Iraq. Uh, no, 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 no. Age of Ultron. Uh, um... No, I'm thinking of the guy from Jared Butler plays like one of the the cops in it. What? It's like, where's that movie set? Den of Thieves. Gerard Butler. What are you talking about? Yeah. Jared Butler he plays like Den of Thieves. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, Mike, he's not in that movie. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. You no. got you have you have O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s in that movie. What what that city movie's... is that in? That's in L.A. That would be oh, wait, no, there's a what is it? A Triple Frontier that has Anthony. Are you like, oh. are you are you putting those together because they're both I'm also generic thinking, cop movies? No, Triple Frontier. No, wait, not Triple Frontier. Not Triple Frontier. No, not no. Sorry. It's one with it's one triple, with Casey tri- Affleck. Triple the other nine. one with Triple tri- Nine. Yeah, Triple Nine. Yes, thank sorry, you. Yeah. I knew it was a triple movie. There's like, how many triples do we got? So many bad cop movies. That were together. <laughs> no, tri- triple Nine. Yeah, that that Den of Thieves or Casey Affleck. That's in Boston, right? Den of Thieves is certainly a movie. That's for sure. Oh, I love it. It's such. 
They're making a it's sequel, a yeah. Book. Oh, yeah, there is. The, the second den. Living room of Thieves. Second I can't wait. <laughs> the trilogy capper. Attic of Thieves. Yeah, It'll yeah. be Den of Thieves. Don't sit in the theater chair. It'll be great. I, I can't wait. That movie was such an homage to uh, Heat, like blatant. It's great. Um. Cool. Anyway, what was the question? I uh, know we answered. So, it was about tense relationships. relationships. Okay. Yeah. So uh, 50, 50 Cent and, uh, and Fifty Cent in the game. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That beef. We brought it back. Yeah. <laughs> Riggs and right. Murtaugh. Sure. Uh, Eight Mile. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, from the Oscars. Um. Yeah, all right. It. Next question we or sorry no now we get some questions for us. Uh, Jay, this this came from last week's so, um, uh, when we talked about Birds of Prey. Uh, Jay, Jay, friend of the show, writes, uh, "What's your perfect sandwich? Eggs optional? Any sandwich or breakfast sandwich?" He just says, "What's your perfect sandwich? sandwich?" I understand that she eats a breakfast sandwich. Jay wants to know what's your perfect sandwich? Eggs optional? Uh, good question there, Jay. I don't know if I have a perfect sandwich. I'm not a big sandwich guy. I'll tell you a perfect burrito. There is, exactly. I know a perfect burrito, but I don't know. You're more a burrito. You're like a rap guy. I'm well Mexican, so <laughs> you, know, you know who's also a rap guy? Lil Yachty. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. That's one of those jokes again. <laughs> I'm okay. Well, uh, I've been really homesick uh, for the hat. Those pastrami sandwiches. I miss mm. those. And we don't have anything like that out here. So that's and currently. What is in? What's in that one? Just pastrami, usually a little bit of mustard. I put some mayonnaise in it because I'm weird, and mm-hmm. um, it's, it's and some pickles, and that's really all you need. It is so good, like a long foot long hoagie. But right now, I'm really into like roast beef, to like a hot roast beef with a little bit of like a horseradish aioli, mm-hmm. some caramelized onions. Put that some bitch on like a rye, or maybe like a yeah, like a rye probably. I'm a big you know, like guy. I'm Jewish and I don't like rye. It's so weird. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> I also was thinking, like, uh, late night made breakfast sandwiches on a bagel. So, you know, you get mm-hmm. your nice fried egg, make it a little yolky, put some crisp pieces of bacon on there, a uh, slice of American cheese, yellow or white, doesn't really matter, and a nice toasted everything bagel. That shit's fire. I'm, I'm getting hungry. Yeah, this sounds great. This sounds delicious. I'm, like, I'm fairly, pl- like, I, like, fairly regular, so, like, because I'm thinking, like, yeah, just, like, some sourdough, turkey, avocado. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Some maybe yes. Yeah, maybe I mean, if we're not counting like calories and stuff, put some bacon on there too. Oh, it's never ca- look at me. I don't count calories. Couple couple slices of uh, monster <laughs> monster cheese. Uh, monster uh, cheese. Yeah, yeah. Lettuce and tomato, and you got yourself a sandwich. Boom. There you, go. <laughs> you know what? You make a hot dog. It's a sandwich. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. I think a hot dog is a hot dog. I mean, it might be. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's it's meat. It's something that's in two pieces of bread. This is true. The definition of it would yeah. be a sandwich. Um, you're gonna get a lot right. of hate comments on this. One. Yeah, <laughs> is, is, a, is a ham, is a hamburger a sandwich? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. Like, you call is, it a sandwich? I, is it like in the tree? Like it like, would sandwich be on the top so. of the tree and I like it'd be so. a branch Honestly, on you the get tree? a slice of pizza, you fold it in half. The sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Sorry, no. It's it, just a folded slice of pizza. We we don't call that folding it in half. We call that pulling a vigo. Oh okay. Vigo. Yeah, green book. Yeah, from Greenbook, yeah, when he folds, he folds, a, when he folds uh, the entire when... pizza in half and eats it. Yeah. Because that's, that's what Italians good. do when they're on the road. I mean, hey, but a big, but a boop, man. But a big. So what'd you do last night? I folded a little pizza in half and ate it. And then he had to go get his boss out of a sauna. 
Yeah, and then he won a Best Picture hey. Oscar. And yeah, and then they won Best Picture for it. Hey, look at me. Hey, I wrote a screenplay. I won an Oscar. <laughs> How about hey. that? The book from But a, you know, it ends on a nice story note with the, with Christmas. That's why I won Best Picture. Yeah, now he's not racist anymore. Uh, and the last question that Michael Get Lee asked. Get all the glasses asked, out of the trash. <laughs> the last question that Michael Lee asked everybody here, follow up to that question, how do you guys like your eggs? Not in the trash, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Those are only, yeah, no, definitely not in the trash. That, that's bad for you. I like them over medium. If not that, then, then maybe uh, over easy. Sunny side up. There you yeah, go. Yeah, you know, it depends, though. Like, sometimes I go to Waffle House out here. Mm-hmm. I like them scrambled. Because a good scrambled egg is hard to find. Mm. This, is, like this is very true, by the way. I do, yeah, because you're, you're not going to get McDonald's against scrambled eggs. That's disgusting. But you know what you're going <laughs> to do? You're going to go to some diner. Well, let's assume they're ideal conditions, though. I oh, mean, ideal I'm, conditions? Like, I'm, I'm still going to say... go for scrambled eggs. I fucking love scrambled eggs. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and you're, he's egg. not wrong. It's it's There is the magic to some scrambled eggs. Because you know why? If you're trying to make a fried egg, you fuck it up, you got scrambled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Works out. Super accurate. <laughs> and that was feedback, feedback. Back feedback. <laughs> Good job. Um, all right. <laughs> let's, let's start wrapping things up here. Let's do a little lot now for this out now. These are movies that are coming out this week on Blu-ray, DVD, 4K, streaming, and all that. Um, it's kind of a merge between this week and last week's stuff, because I didn't get to those. So a lot of things here. Um, feel free to give a yay or nay as I go through them. First up on 4K and Blu-ray and all that this week, we have Ford v. Ferrari. Yeah, see it. I love that movie. Wasn't I on here for that? Was I time. believe so. Yeah, yes, you were. You and, you, and, uh, you and the actual Ken Miles. Yeah, you oh, were both good. On here. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Ken Miles <laughs> is on. Yeah. Is it the last time I was on? Doesn't matter. It was good. Uh, go see it. Maybe. <laughs> it might have been actually let me think uh let's see what else in fabric this is that horror movie about a dress haven't heard of it i didn't see it but uh heard things okay uh let's see making waves the art of cinematic sound this is a documentary on and i watched this about sound in film it's uh hmm. it's quite good Interesting. Um, yeah yeah let's see greener grass this is like an art house indie comedy that i heard some good things about um a lot of familiar faces in that one. Okay. Let's see. The Wave. I talked about this one not too long ago with Justin Long. It's a weird movie, but I liked it. I dug it. Mm. Okay. Jojo Rabbit's out this week. Yeah, see it. Um, let's see. Did you like that, Aaron? Jojo Rabbit? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I both liked it and was perplexed by people that, if you didn't like it, fine, but I was perplexed by people that were like, it saying it was basically doing the exact opposite of what it was doing. Because I was like, how do you get confused by this? Wait, it what? so like straightforward. What's the yeah, exact opposite? I think it was like super like offensive because it sat satirized Nazis. Yeah, is that what I was picking up on? Film Twitter yeah. is just I, if I miss one day of film Twitter, I'm behind like four weeks. <laughs> I'm like, why are you guys mad now? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like the message is pretty clear in that movie. I I, I don't think the movie's complicated enough for it to be misconstrued as like Neither sympathizing with the Nazis. It's like no, it's like I mean the flag they see flying at the end of the movie is an American flag because the Nazis are defeated. Well, I mean beyond that, but, just the yeah, idea that like because you have someone like Sam Rockwell and certain other characters that play Nazis, I don't think the movie's like catering to the idea that like not all of them are bad. It's like no, they're Nazis. Like they're just not everyone's like they're fucking Nazis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not everyone's as simple, like, but yeah, they're still bad. Yeah. Like, I mean, Nazis. if they get away, my, <laughs> Magneto's gonna go hunt them down anyway. And also, the other thing, there is a very definitive end to most of the characters in that movie. So. Definitive yeah. end. I don't know if you know this, but some people get killed. <laughs> what? Like, in terrible ways. Anyway, 
Yeah. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Very good. It's pretty, very that was good. good. With, like, I, I, I wish it was better, but it was I, good. I, I was impressed how good it was. I, I was ready to be like, all right, get another biopic in here. I thought it was more, better than just like the average biopic. Okay. Um, let's see. Midway's out this week. Not good. I love I mean, that movie. I, <laughs> it was in and out of theaters pretty quick. I like trash guys. Don't talk. I'm a record. <laughs> I'm the record of the movie world. I loved it. Unapologetically, <laughs> that movie is American propaganda propaganda garbage. And I was, I was one week away from go from going to the World War II Natural History Museum. I was like, this is it. This oh, is exactly going, what I need. On a trip. Yeah. So it was right right after a trip, and I was like, I need this in my life. And it was <laughs> hot trash, but I was all about it. I enjoy Emmerich mostly, yeah. but I was not into this at all. I, oh, not... I think it's the best movie since The Patriot. I, I was all about it. <laughs> no, The oh, Patriot. Yeah. No, we got day oh. after day after tomorrow. We got 2012. Oh no, thank you. I didn't stutter. I, I, I I'm yeah. aware you did it. I'm yeah. just saying you are wrong. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, oh, let's see, what yeah. else? Oh, speaking of good movies, 21 Bridges is out this week. It's so many bridges. Um. Yeah, no, I, I, I like Twenty One Bridges. I mean, I've heard that movie. it's like kind of fun, kind of weird, kind of bad. It's a fun cop movie. Yeah, does its job. You're shitting on me for Midway, and you're like, oh, you know, Twenty One Bridges. Yeah, Twenty One Bridges because it delivered. It's Twenty One. You know how many bridges that is? Yeah, America One, Midway delivered. Well, how often do you see that in movies? You never do. I feel like America lost a little bit because of Midway. I mean, I wish more Americans played American soldiers. You're right, but that was that's the most thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Step Tell one. Me get, get the American. Step one: hire American soldiers. All right. And now Let's maybe see. put a Jonas brother in it, but you know, whatever. Um. Okay. What's on TV? The Twilight Zone season one is out this week. On DVD? The, uh, the, sorry, the, on Blu-ray. Yeah. The the Jordan Peele take on Twilight right. Zone. Um. Let's see. On especially stuff here. Uh, from Criterion, we have uh, Tia Rima, an old film with Terrence Stamp, and uh, oh. Roma. Roma is on Criterion this week. Okay. Um, the Day of the Dolphin is on Kino this week. I love mentioning this film because the tagline is one of the best taglines you could ever have. It stars George C. Scott, and it's called Unwitting. The, the tagline goes, Unwittingly, he trained a dolphin to kill the President of the United States. I mean, ooh, now I have to watch it. Did it work? Yeah, yep. This you sounds amazing. Go you got to see that movie. Uh, let's see. Jerry. The film with Casey Affleck and uh, Matt Damon's on Shout Factory, Gus Van Sant film. Okay. A lot of people hate it. Some people like it. It's <laughs> <laughs> about two guys that get lost in the desert and swear at each other a lot. With Boston accents? I haven't seen it long enough to remember if they have Boston accents or not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Why is see, there right? a desert in Massachusetts? In the west. Southwest. Southwest Mass. Southwest Mass. <laughs> It's near Providence. Yeah, exactly. Oh, got it. Near Providence in the south of... Uh, Is that why Lou asked them in uh, The Departed if they're from Providence? He wanted to know if they're from the desert. Yeah. Mm. If they're from the desert or if they're southeast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, on Scream Factory, My Bloody Valentine. 3D? The original. No, the original. Oh, the, the original. The, okay. the 3D one, though? It's an entertaining movie. It's fun. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a fun movie. Yeah. Um, Shutter Island 10th Anniversary 4K Steelbook Edition. Wow, it's been 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh. Spoilers. Did not make my 100 of the decade list. Mm, okay. Thought uh -oh. it, was, it was in contention. 
And uh, we just talked about this, so I wanted to mention High School High is on Blu-ray this week. High School High? I think we mentioned it because we were talking about Dangerous Minds, and I confused Mackay Pfeiffer for being in that movie when he's in High School High. Mm-hmm. <laughs> High School High is with John Lovitz, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. With, like, a terrible – I mean, I don't know if it's terrible, but it's very funny – funny uh vhs cover yeah because he's like has like an afro he's a giant afro yeah and it says like high school high in the afro and then he's like like, spinning rhinestone cowboy on the dj it was a good time i do remember that from the trailer specifically but yeah i mean yeah it was a whole play on the various inner city kid movies um Mm. like he was spoofing that uh anyway uh, yeah, that's that's a movie that none of us will watch anytime soon. Okay, on streaming this week on Netflix, again, a lot of things because of two weeks. Uh, first up, uh, Black Hollywood colon, They Gotta Have Us. I watched this. It's a three-part documentary series that goes over um, black culture and cinema. And it's good enough. Like, I think it's a little... Um, it's not quite as uh, organized as I think it could be, but it has a lot of great interviews. You get a lot of different actors from all over time, um, ranging from like John Boyega to Whoopi Goldberg, and they all giving like their perspective on kind of the the impact, not the necessarily the impact that black culture has, but like the kind of presence black culture has had mm-hmm. in in cinema over the past few decades. Um, okay. So it's interesting for a, you know a Netflix series that's three episodes hour each. Um, let's see what else is Lock and Key. New series on uh on Netflix now. I heard about this. Heard kind of like mixed things about it. Yeah. My oh. girlfriend's parents said it was okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, Horse Girl with uh Allison Brie, I believe, it was a Sundance mm-hmm. film. If this isn't what I think it is, I'm not gonna. I'm not interested in watching it. It's not a sequel. It's not a spinoff from uh, BoJack Horseman. <laughs> Darn. Uh, let's see. Who killed Malcolm X? That's a uh, Another series on Netflix. I think it goes over the kind of the the things surrounding the assassination of Malcolm X, which I'm very curious to watch. Uh, Better Call Wait, Saul season. Uh, it's on Netflix. Okay. Better Call Saul season four to prepare you for the upcoming season five, which debuts I believe this week, which I'm very excited about. Check it out. Um, let's see. To all the boys: colon, P.S. I still love you. The sequel to To all the boys. I Loved Before. Is that the whole title of that one? I think, it, I think that's right, yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, you got the sequel. It's out now. There you go. Uh, let's see. Narcos, Mexico, season two. Are you Narcos uh, are, fans? Are these defined yeah. in, like, certain time frames? Like, do they do they have only, like, three seasons each or something like that? Or, well, um, I think well, they, they told the full story from Colombia. Mm-hmm. So then they're like, okay, well, this is done. So now we go back to Mexico. But they have the time, like, time jump back to get the mm-hmm. full story behind it. Got it. So, so this, like, this version stars Diego Luna, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Diego Luna. And, um, yes. I think. Oh, what's his name? Never mind. There's a gentleman in here as well that I can't remember. He was almost one time in Hollywood and killing them softly. Scoot McNary. Scoot McNary. Oh, Scoot McNary. Yeah. Okay. I believe. I believe he's. The other, I haven't watched it yet, but I am hyped for this. I am. You guys ever want to do a Narcos thing? I'm down. I love this show. <laughs> Good, but, to uh, yeah, Good to know. Mexico, yeah. Mexico season one took place shortly after season one of the regular Narcos in Colombia. Mm-hmm. So because they had to backtrack a little bit to kind of fully tell the story of what's going on in each uh, country. Right. So interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm hyped. Got it. Sean the Sheep, Farmageddon is on Netflix now. I I saw that on my uh, new, and I was like, I haven't heard of this, but uh, I'll give it a go sometime later. I guess the sequel to Sean the Sheep, the movie. 
It was a good movie for having no speaking in it. Uh, Chef, Volume 3, The Chef Show, with John Favreau and uh, Roy Choi. That guy's just making a lot of money on uh, streaming services now. Another uh, batch of episodes there. And uh, The Safety Brothers' Good Time is on Netflix now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just a good time. There you go. On uh, Prime this week, May Abe, you mentioned Honey Boys on Prime now, as well as The Farewell. That's right. Snubbed from all of the Oscars. But hey, it won the uh, Film Independent Spirit Award. It did. Uh, let's see. That's what's out now. Uh, next week's show. Next week, you got Call of the Wild. That's Yay. right. Harrison Ford, a dog. That's not real. Together. Speaking of char- a human character and a CG character, we're doing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the plan next week. Uh, last week we do here. What should people go and see now? What do you plan to see next? Alan, what should people see in theaters right now? Um, I guess Birds of Prey. It needs some help. Um, my next, I don't know what my next thing is going to be. I want to go see Portrait of a Lady on Fire, but I don't know when it's going to come out over here. It should be spreading soon. But, uh, well, yeah, I guess where you are. We'll see. Yeah, no, I don't, I'm not one of the cities it's in right now, so we'll see. But that's my next one. If I can get out to see it. Abe? I'm going to recommend that you go see Portrait of a Lady on Fire, even though I haven't seen it yet. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, next, I'm going to check out Portrait of a Lady on Fire and also uh, Call of the Wild. Yeah, um, Parasite's like in 2,000 theaters now. So if you somehow haven't seen the four-time Academy Award-winning best picture, uh, Parasite, uh, go check that out because it's great. Yeah, it's buddy. Rules. Yeah, yeah, Call of the Wild's next. And I'm seeing Onward, uh, too, later this week. So Oh, cool. See, see how that goes. And, um, yeah, with all that said, that's going to do it for this week's episode about Now, There, and Abe. You can find more of my work by, uh, at uh, my personal blog, thecodezeek.com. Everything I do ends up over there. I'm also writing at Wheel of Entertainment. And I'm um, on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Abe? You can find more fun stuff over my Instagram, abe.mua, and twitter.com slash wallersmoose. Hashtag, I used to pronounce Chaos uh, Emerald as Chouse Emerald. <laughs> <laughs> that's like little uh, seven-year-old Abe for you. Seven! <laughs> Chouse? <laughs> Alan Aguilera, where can people find more of your work online? Uh, work is a bit of a stretch, but you can find me on Twitter at M-R-A-L-D-O-R-A-Y-N-E. That's Mr. Aldo Rain. You can also find me on Instagram at A-L-D-O underscore R-A-Y-N-E. Um, I usually just post things on Mondays regarding it being Mondays. So It gets me through the day, Alan. So if you want to yell at me, you know, go on Twitter and just yell at me about hot dogs not being sandwiches, and I'll feed you facts, son. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna start that blog soon, right? Eventually. Like, I mean, I'm supposed to start so many blogs, but you know, I just come on here. It's better. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, like, hey guys, you guys want an unfiltered opinion about nonsense? I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> well, you can find all the other episodes about yeah. me. On iTunes, Audio Boom, Spotify, and Stitcher. HHWLOD, SoundCloud, or Podomatic. Feel free to email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash outnowpodcast, or Twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. And of course, our Instagram page, Instagram.com slash outnow underscore podcast as well. Alan, thanks again for joining us. Alan Aguilera, thank you so much. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Always have a good time. Yeah, it's it's nice when they're not chaotic times. It's just really uh, fun to have a good, uh, good time on the on the episode here. I'd be vulnerable once, and here it is, hit me in the face. <laughs> oh yeah, you really Thanks opened for... really opened yourself up here at the end of the episode. 
<laughs> but no, good to have you on. Thanks to the listeners for listening to our our, our very harsh takes on Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> uh, but that's going to do it for this week's episode. So until then, until next time, so long. And goodbye. Let my heart and my soul, you see that I ran. Rings of gold and awards sit on my nightstand. I've got something they want, but it's mine again. Free my struggles, detach me from this island. Leave my knuckles, attack me for my finance. Oh yeah, there is the, the second den. Living room, we'll see. Second I can't wait. Den.